Kevin okay. Leonardo, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. We're Honestly, fish. it's so nice. <laughs> Describe yourself, who you are, and what you do for people who have never heard of you before. Okay, so I basically talk about gay sex on the internet. That's like the main thing that I do now. That's what people know me as. But like, um, I'm basically 23 years old and I graduated Boston University a couple years ago in film and advertising. And now I'm just trying to like make it a living, make a name for myself, kind of, you know? How did you fall into this? A couple years ago, I accidentally made a video about this guy that I was seeing that was my first first love and my first like you know I lost my virginity to him and stuff and I made a video about him on TikTok randomly because I got a COVID I got a positive COVID test and I was stuck at home for like a week and I was like I don't know what to do so I was making videos on TikTok and I made stupid video about me crying that this guy was like not mine or whatever and then it got some views and I was like oh my gosh like maybe I should keep making videos and then the guy that I was making videos about like told me that I shouldn't stop and stuff and so I kept making videos and then they kept getting viral and so you started out by saying that you talk about gay sex on the internet and yeah. you really do not hold anything back at I, all. I don't because I feel like I'm already so open about sex online. That's the first thing that people like think of when they see me and so I'm like might as well just bring it to the <laughs> person because like that's what I'm known for. Well, you know I, I, mean? I, I I have some questions for you. S- okay. Seeing seeing as as this is, there's no censorship on, on this podcast by the way. Yeah, okay. I, <laughs> uh, so let's, I mean, to jump right in, okay, yeah. for those unfamiliar what is a top? What is a bottom? Okay. So in a gay relationship, at least, the top is like the guy that's inserting his dick <laughs> in the other person's ass. And the bottom is the one like taking the vitamin D. If you're using scientific <laughs> terms, it's like the top is the person that's having insertive anal sex. And the bottom is the one that, that has the receptive anal sex. Mm. When you go to Planned Parenthood to get tested, they're always like, oh, do you have like anal sex? And you're like, yeah. And they always ask you like, do you have insertive or do you have receptive anal sex? They're basically just saying, are you a top or a bottom? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, now, if you're a top, are you always a top? If you're a bottom, are you always bottom? No. A lot of people are like verse or like switches or people flip flop when they have sex and things Teach like us that. Teach us to find all those terms. So like for me, in real life, I like to just go with top, bottom, or verse. But if you're talking about grinder, for example, people love having like different categories. So there's like top, there's verse top. It's basically a spectrum. So it goes from like top and then it's like verse top and then it's like verse and then it's verse bottom and then it's bottom. So that's like the what I've noticed to be the spectrum of gay people. Like you're one of those. And you have positioned yourself as TikTok's premier bottom. Yeah, because I feel like, okay, so I've only bottomed before. I've never been on the top, like ever. And here's the thing too. Yeah, (laughs) I've only ever bottomed. For me personally, I'm into guys because I want to be a bottom, not because I want to be a like uh, I don't know. I so feel like say more about that. What's the point of being gay if I'm gonna be a top? Oh, you mean like okay? If I was gonna be a top, I could just fuck women. Yeah. Like, well, okay. Obviously, I don't think of it exactly like that because I'm be crude, obviously you know what I mean. Like yeah, I'm, yeah. So it's it's not like exactly like that, but it's more like I've never been interested. I've never been interested personally in like sticking my dick in the butt. Like I don't know. Like. I've never, <laughs> And like, maybe maybe now or like later on, I'll like if I fall in love with someone and the dynamics like, mm-hmm. like if it like right. if it feels right, I'm yeah. obviously open to it. But I've never had an experience like that because I'm very much like submissive and I'm very much into like non-submissive guys. And so like they usually are tops. And so I just assume that like, oh, well, what's the point of being verse or a top if I'm literally submissive? <laughs> I don't know. that? <laughs> How is that's beautiful? I yeah. think that is a be- beautiful answer to all questions yeah. so far. What is the difference between being a top and a bottom, and then terms like bear, twink, otter? You can be a top 
in any of those other terms, and you can also be a bottom in any of those other terms. There are like some stereotypical or like general things that you can say. Like for example, like if you say someone's a twink, first instinct to assume that they're a bottom, but in reality, that's not always the case. So like they're twink tops. When I think of twink, I think of like just like a slim, tall dude with like mm. no facial hair. That's like what I think of. They can very much that be a top. Sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I just like I might be wrong, but that's like what I think. Same with like bears and like otters and like daddies. I feel like those people. Like I feel like you can be a top or bottom in any of those categories. I don't know. I, I I personally didn't know what you could be. I mean, I would assume twinks to be bottoms. Do you think a relationship exists in which you have a, a, a bare bottom and a top twink? I think so, just because I feel like those categories aren't meant to like determine like where you are position-wise because I feel like they have so many. There's like clean cut. There's like daddy. There's Ooh, literally- What is clean cut? I don't even know what it, exactly what it means, but <laughs> okay. apparently they have a section for it yeah. in dating apps. And I think it just means that like you're clean and you're cut. I guess. <laughs> Do you have a preference? So I like taller guys. I like guys that are a little bit bigger than me. I like guys with blue eyes and brown hair. They had to be categorized on Grindr. I like the jock type. Mm, jock yeah. type. This is like a sensitive, not a sensitive topic, but I feel like people get like upset about this. I prefer masculine guys or like guys that are more masculine than me. I yeah. don't care. They don't have to be like army jock bro. They're, they're like, those are. But if. Oh, no. So no, you not can't be annoying. too. Okay. No, no, no. They can be, but I just don't, I don't want it to be to the point where they're like, that's all that they care about. And it's like super like. Well, no, that's just, you're just describing a douchebag. Yeah. But like at that point, if all you talk about is the gym, bro. Like, yeah. Cause some on. guys are like that, like online and like in person, like some guys care too much about like mask. That's annoying. But I prefer guys that are like a little bit manlier than me, at least. Mm. You know what I mean? Tell me about your rise to TikTok talk fame what was it like so when i first made that one video in december of 2020 it took like a week for it to get like i think it was like 60,000 views for that first video that i mm. made about um this guy i'm just gonna call him ben it wasn't like viral but i was like oh this is something and that same week i was getting like i think i hit my first like thousand followers and i was like oh like this is i don't know any of these people like i don't know who the fuck <laughs> these people are yeah and people were like flooding my comments like oh my god i feel so bad for you keep your head up people were so nice because it was a video of me crying i noticed that like when i made videos about him and when I talked about sex, those videos got the most views as opposed to like videos where I would just like do nothing or like just talk about like something random. When people started finding my videos more was when I started talking about like my favorite positions or like, oh, like what I liked to be done to me in bed or like what I liked to being called in bed or like what I liked guys, specific things that tops do in bed and things like that. That was like, those were the videos that got me more popular, I would say. So would you say you kind of fell into the role of being the bottom of TikTok? I think I was always a bottom. I, I didn't have to like convince myself that, oh, this is who I am. It was already like, I was living it in real life because I was seeing this guy. We were fucking like all the time. And I just wanted to share that passion of like, for like sex, <laughs> so, I guess. So, okay, your world. Yeah, it was like, it wasn't like, it was literally reality because it was just like, we would have sex and I would talk about it the next day. So, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> or we would go on a date. He would do this one thing that made, turned me on. And then at the same time, also, like, I was experiencing a lot of things like getting my first STD from someone else that I didn't even have sex with or like tell me about that I didn't even I, that was oh. not a question I had but tell me about the first yeah I didn't know how to have sex when I first met Ben so he was like oh I'm in an open relationship I can't see you until you learn how to bottom and I was like holy shit I gotta learn I like tried to see guys to like bang them one of the guys that I saw I don't know we went to third base and like
like we blew each other whatever he took off his he took off the condom like right when he was gonna put it in and I was like, oh, not fuck. cool bro I know it wasn't cool so I like left crying anyway so oh. basically my point was um, and then you left crying with an STD yeah yeah so then a few <laughs> months later when I was seeing when I was seeing Ben again so I successfully learned how to have sex through Reddit and then I like was fucking Ben consistently one day I went to get tested and I got chlamydia and I was like I was in the shower and I got a phone call and they were like hey so good news you don't have gonorrhea you don't have herpes you don't have HIV great news and I was like uh huh and they were like but and I was like I knew it I fucking just don't even tell me this bitch goes you have chlamydia and I was like fuck me so then I like went out to my mom and she was like what the fuck and then I told Ben I was like holy shit like I think you gave me chlamydia and he was like oh my gosh like let me just take antibiotics whatever he gets tested his results come back no chlamydia and so I'm like holy shit like what the fuck how did I get chlamydia because I only had slept with him like with Ben and so it turns out that I had it in my throat from that guy that took off the condom <laughs> that was literally what happened so I had an STD before I even lost my virginity isn't that R- fucking crazy dude right on no literally I, I did not I didn't even think you could get you could get an STD from like a blowjob but you can oh hell yeah you can get an STD from a blowjob yeah but my naive dumbass mm. at the time like didn't know that and so I was like holy shit like let me just go like you know do this and then I got chlamydia from it so that's amazing speaking of your naivety why have you become so outspoken about bottoming on TikTok when I was 20 the guy that I was in love with basically told me I couldn't see him anymore unless I learned how to have sex all I thought was like oh I just have to shower and like poop and then I can have anal sex great willy nilly whatever that's what I assume yeah right that's what we all think but then in reality that's not the case like you have to prepare you have to clean you have to do so many things to like understand what it means and what it takes to like do it safely and properly bottoming is not like a very like spontaneous let's just do it today like right now like you know what I mean like you have to prepare for it a little bit I didn't have a lot of gay friends at the time I had like an acquaintance that was gay from high school I asked him like hey how do you have sex and feel good as a bottom like how do you do that his response was it doesn't feel good you just have to bleed and deal with it and I was like what the fuck and I was like why I don't want to deal with like pain and I was on reddit and I was also like on like asking people you know people in town and stuff and they were all telling me like you just have to suck up the pain like it's not amazing it's never gonna feel that good and I was like what the fuck there's no way that like people have sex and aren't feeling good like there's literally no way I'm gonna live my life fucking people and not feeling good about it like that's not how it should be especially when you know there's like we have a prostate gland back there and like we're not utilizing it Mm -hmm. like well like what the fuck Mm -hmm. like I'm not doing this so then that's when I went on reddit at the time there were no tiktoks or like youtubes about like hey how did this is how watch this and you can learn how to bottom and have sex and come hands free whatever so i was like what the fuck how do you do this and so i went on reddit and i had to scroll through like pages and pages and pages and it was very disorganized even then when i first had sex with ben like that first time back i didn't like it wasn't amazing still you know what i mean like it was still kind of shitty because that was my 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 real first time after cleaning and preparation so like over the last couple years i would like find tips and tricks through having sex with him and as i was posting on tiktok too people were asking me so many questions all the time like very basic questions like how do you feel so good when you have sex like why do you talk about it so much like why do you have so much fun like how is this possible that you're enjoying this how do you not bleed how do you not poop on him and i'm like these are questions that i asked all the time when i was 20 years old and i was like unsure of how to have sex and now everyone online is asking me how to do this and i'm like wait there's no way that i'm gonna let these people like just have sex and bleed or like have sex and like not feel amazing and like have sex and just like that's just like what you have to do as a gay bottom like that's not that's not how you should live life 
And so I just like when I started seeing those comments of people going like, wait, like this is like real, like you can feel good when you have sex. Yeah. And so then I just started like making videos about it. And that's why I like made it my responsibility to make sure that people that follow me won't feel the way I felt when I was like 20 years old and stupidly not knowing how to have sex. A modern day gay Robin Hood. Right? Sorts. No, but literally, like there's so, so many people out there don't know how to have sex. Like it's like insane. Like I'm not even talking about straight people don't know some some straight people don't know how to have sex too. Like well, mm. for for gay people, especially as a bottom, like there's so many people that don't know what if I eat badly that day or like what if I poop on him? What if I what if I'm not loose down there? Because your butt is very sensitive. Mm. You know what I mean? And your ass is like you can't just loosen it up from like a giant dick. Like you can't just like stick something up there and like expect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess you so. can't stick something up your ass and expect it to feel good right away. Mm. That's just like not possible with preparation and with like time and effort. It could be amazing. Like it's for me, it's the best part about being gay. Well, okay, so that's that's amazing. I I would like you now to put on your teacher hat then, a wise one, because I have some questions. Okay. Um, I'm putting on the hat right now. <laughs> Virtual, I mean, yeah. Gorgeous. I love that color on you. So, Thanks. Um, please teach me and all of my listeners how to insert an enema properly. Okay, so an enema is essentially like this tool that you can use to clean your ass. It's like a little thing. It looks like a turkey bastard or like a thing that people mm. people say that all the that's time. That's a beautiful description. Yeah. That's, that's actually great. So essentially when you want to bottom, before you bottom, you want to clean out your ass because there's poop in your ass and you have to clean it out. Naturally. So Yeah. So <laughs> what you want to do is you want to get an enema bulb that like is easy to use. And when I say easy to use, I mean like one that you can easily put water in and take water out. Where would somebody get a bulb like this? I got mine on Amazon or you can go to your local sex shop. I recommend getting like one where the tip can like twist off easily. You want to first poop. <laughs> That's the first thing you have to Step do. Step one, poop. Because I feel like you can't stick, you can't clean out your ass if you're not somewhat empty, you know, down there. Step two is to fill up the bulb with lukewarm water because you don't want to burn your ass with hot water. And you also don't want to like give it a brain freeze with cold water. That's, I would have never thought about that. Yeah, yeah. Like a brain freeze in your ass. Step three is you want to put some water-based lube on the tip of the bulb because you don't want to stick it in without like any lubricants because that could like cut your ass. Like I've gotten cool. an anal fissure before, you know what I mean? So like you want to lube it up pretty well. So once you lube up the tip, step four is to Just like the tip. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm a child. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a child. Um, I couldn't help it. It's not a penis. For the penis, you have want to lube up the whole thing. But for the bulb, just the tip. Because you're not going to be putting in the whole tip. You're just going to use... You're going to, like, literally put in, like, a quarter of an inch. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to yeah. stick the whole thing in. It's not so, so bad. I mean, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, step four is you want to get... I personally get into, like, a half squat position over my toilet. And I just, like, put the bulb like through the front of my body like through my like okay. dick and my balls and I'm, I'm just following. like find the butthole yeah so <laughs> after you like move the bulb past your body in the front you want to like find your butthole with the lubed tip and once you find your butthole you want to stick it in just a little bit like just a little bit and then squeeze the water into your ass what are we talking like a 
squeeze on the water, like a gentle kind of caressing squeeze. Yes. So step five is when you when you when you this is step five. So step five is you insert the water, and when you squeeze the bulb to put the water in, you want to make sure that it's like super slow and gentle because you don't want to put all of the water in. You also don't want like a fucking tsunami in your ass. Like you want to like you know go slowly, and it's like、mm. gonna you want to just put in like for a, a decent size a normal size animal bulb, you want to just put in like a quarter of the water inside. There's this thing where like if you put too much water in your ass, you might like trigger stuff that you might not even have to worry about in the first place. When you're anal douching, you only want to clean out your rectum. Your rectum isn't that big, so you want to just use a quarter or a half of the water in the enema bulb. If you use too much water, you might put the water past the rectum and into your sigmoid. Once you hit your sigmoid, you might stir up some unpleasant things up there, stuff that wouldn't even be a problem if you never triggered it in the first place. So then you'd be stuck、mm. cleaning your ass for hours if you put too much water. Oh,、uh, okay. So you only、really? want to use, you know, at most half the water in the enema bowl. Okay, got it. I like to do like a step five and a half. Oh. And that step five and a half is to just like play some music and just like jump up and down, <laughs> jump up and down with the water <laughs>、no、in your、way. ass. Because <laughs> mentally and I think physically too, it kind of like helps you clean clean it out. Okay.、More. Yeah. So I jump up and down and like play some music. I dance around my room. I usually play shake it off or something, you know, because you want to shake. You literally want to shake it off.、Um, That's so awesome. Yeah, so I do that, and then step six, you want to leave it in for only like you know a minute,、yeah. two minutes. Step six is to sit back down and just poop out the water.、And、it's then, gonna be dirty, right? So it's、yeah. gonna be dirty. Step seven is pretty much just repeat steps two to six. Three to four more times, and then you're clean. Yeah, so you want to kind of like see it for yourself. Like everyone's different. So for me, after like four rounds, I'm usually pretty clear, like the water.、Mm-hmm. But you might be clean from like two rounds. It just depends. Like, you know, it just depends on like what you're eating and like how clean you are that day. If okay, so if if I wanted to have anal sex, when's the soonest I could do it, and what do I need to eat in order to get me there? Fiber and protein. The reason why fiber is good for you is because it like softens your stool. Essentially, it makes your poop softer and more solid. So if you have a lot of fiber in your diet, your cleaning process is automatically a lot easier、mm-hmm. because when you poop or like when you're when you're cleaning it out, the dirt is all gonna be more put together. Is what I'm、Makes、trying to、sense. say, I guess. And it's like you're gonna be less constipated, and when you're actually douching, it'll come out more smoothly. So fiber-rich foods are, you know, fruits, vegetables, seeds, nuts, and just like you can also take fiber supplements like Easy Fiber or like Pure for Men, whatever. There's、mm-hmm. a lot of different types of fiber out there. I have now do. I have a fiber-rich diet. Am I ready for a dick? No. So the the last thing that I would say you need to do before you stick an entire penis up your ass when I when I'm having sex, I like to use a toy an hour to thirty minutes before I actually have the receptive sex. I like to put in a butt plug. That's my favorite sex toy. I wouldn't put in a dildo or like anal beads because I feel like a butt plug will literally sit in your ass and like stay there for like as long as you want. And during foreplay. You know, with whoever you're fucking, either stop in the middle of it and like stick it in the bathroom, or like have him stick it in for you, like a, as a part of the foreplay. What I like to do is I like to just put some water-based lube on my butt plug and then slowly put it in my ass. The reason why I say water-based lube is because most sex toys are made out of silicone. 
So if you're putting silicone-based lube on a silicone toy, it could fuck up your toy. Oh. So you want to always okay, no. use, yeah. So I always want to just use water-based lube throughout the night for your toys and also for yourself. Don't stick it in too fast or like too abruptly, you know? Be slow and gentle with it. Take deep breaths and like really try to enjoy it because you're going to be putting in like a bigger thing later on. <laughs> so you're going to try to enjoy it and try to like think about like being excited and like keep your mind on like staying turned on because this is foreplay. My girlfriend won't peg me. What can I say or do to try and convince her? I think you should tell her that guys have a prostate gland back there and you want to, you feel like if you're stimulating it with her, it might bring you guys closer together. <laughs> That's what I would say. Because I feel like you could you could be like, hey, babe, I have a gland back there. I mean, you don't, so you wouldn't you wouldn't get it. But, <laughs> but you know, I feel like if you really stimulated that, mm. ah, it could really, you could understand me in a different way. Ah, you know what I mean? you've tickled my thing. Ye- which thing? My prostate gland. Oh, she has? No, she oh, has. I'm trying, okay. to, I'm trying to get her to, but she's like... Yeah. She won't fucking put the strap on on, and I'm like, oh my God. do you have a strap on? No, I don't have. Maybe I maybe I ought to get one and just give it to her. There's a place called the Pleasure Chest, oh. like down the street, and it's my favorite sex shop in LA. Okay, they have the best lubes. They have the best. I get all my stuff from there. So like, well, okay, because when I when I was talking to her about it, she was like, I don't know if like I could look at you in the eyes the same way after I did that to you. Like, yeah, I was like, come on, like, please. I think, <laughs> I think it's definitely like a. Um, I wouldn't be able to speak for like for a girl because I feel like it's a dynamic thing. Like mm. for me, that's like similar to me. If that you're asking like me you to like being top, a top all of a sudden, yeah. Like if you were, so I can see myself being a top. Obviously, for like certain people, I think maybe I don't know, but I feel like. For example, right, with Ben, he's mm. a very dominant guy and I'm a very submissive bottom, obviously. So if you're telling me what if one day he were to be like, hey, like, can you like yeah, top me? I would be like, hmm, I'd be down, but I might, you know, I might have some second thoughts about it because I'm like, holy shit, like, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? Like, I can't be my submissive self because I'm going to be yeah. fucking him. Yeah. I mean, you can be submissive as a top, I guess, but like, all I know is how, like, what comes naturally to me is being fucked. So like, if I'm suddenly now having to fuck, it's like, holy shit, I have to really switch up everything in my head and mm-hmm. like, I have to say things that like, might potentially turn that person on. Like, do I say what he says to me? Or like, do I say what I think he might like? So I think that's why maybe for like a, like a heterosexual relationship, I think a lot of girls are down but I feel like the one thing if I was a girl the first thing I would think of is like holy shit what would I say to him like what, how do I turn that how, do, how would I turn him on in that way ah so maybe the conversation's more of like how do I make you feel comfortable doing this to me uh, what would you say to a friend a male friend if he came up to you and said hey I've heard all your bottoming videos I love them but I'm just don't know if I'm comfortable with it I'm curious but I, I you know I'm, I'm super straight and macho and I don't want something in my butt I would probably try to reduce the stigma that they might have about like anal play you know what i mean like hey like you know it's very normal it's very pleasurable like it feels good and there's a reason why guys have a prostate gland back there because it feels good gay people don't fuck just because it's like well you know what i mean like (laughs) people have sex because it feels good you don't have to tell anyone about it maybe one day if you're bored lube up your finger and finger yourself and see if it feels good and if you if it feels good then like there's no reason why you shouldn't be against it like internally or externally (laughs) brilliant ah i like that like i would say just experiment with it. Two more questions for you. The first is a lot of the times in the things that I 
quickly, I find that my family gets mad at me because I either use foul language, talk about my sexcapades. Has that ever happened to you? And how do you deal with it? <laughs> Good question. My mom was homophobic when I first had sex. I feel like my family is very, like they might start off conservative, but I feel like they're so open. My mom and I were trying to watch a movie and his porn collection popped up. And so I'm like, that's like not normal. Whose porn collection? My stepdad's porn collection. Because that happened like the week before I came out, I think that kind of set the tone for like my family that like shit's just going to happen. Like sexual stuff is just going to come out. My stepdad is very, he talks about sex kind of openly. And it's really weird because it's like, my mom is like my mom. I don't want to imagine her having sex, but like, I guess I have because he talks about having sex with her. And so- How does that make you feel when your stepdad talks about having sex with your mom? Like a part of me feels happy for her. Cause I'm like, yes, like she's getting it. But at the same time, I don't want to imagine my mom fucking uh, the stepdad I, that I, I live with. Very you know much I mean? so imagine. Yeah. But basically my mom was homophobic when I first came out. Their favorite show was sex education. And that whole show is about fucking. So I, so like, I guess they were like not super against sex. You know what I mean? Cause they were having sex. They were watching shows about sex. It just, it's only natural that like their son would fuck. So I was like, hey mom, like I'm gay. She like cried in the bathroom for like an hour. And then she came out next to me in bed and she was, Kevin, like I'm, homoph- I'm homophobic right now, but I don't want to be. So like, just keep talking to me about it. And hopefully I'll just accept you more in the future. And I was like, thank you. And she was like, it's pretty big, yeah. honestly, I guess. And she was like, I love you so i want to make it work and i was like oh my gosh like thanks so much and so i spent the next year but this was before tiktok too so like i spent the next year like kind of telling her about my experiences and like telling her about like oh getting an std or like oh my god getting an anal fissure my ass is bleeding from whatever and so then she kind of got used to it you know what i mean and so she's gotten used to me just like coming home and blabbering about like sex or blabbering about like oh my god like i just went to go see ben it was so fun whatever and so when i started tiktok and she was like holy shit you're public now about like all this sex stuff there was not much that she could do about it because i kind of prepped her up to be like ah already kind of accepted that's pretty yeah fucking yeah yeah and when i started like making money off of it that was when she was like do whatever the fuck you want (laughs) she was like now she like helps me out with like my brands with my course with like my with me selling anything all-star mom yeah she she, went from zero to hero sounds like no literally she went from like that's against the bible to okay you go sell that bottoming course like you do that hell yeah you know what i mean like i assume we both like we would both like to live in a world without hate and bigotry but we don't and we still have a far way to go in terms of gay rights and and the world being chill with it uh, legally in countries like russia and iran and, uh, and yeah then like, like but then would... there's also like culturally in america have you ever experienced internet hate for being so outspoken and how have you dealt with it okay so there's like two parts to this answer i think the first is luckily the internet hate that i've gotten have not been about me being gay like i feel like for some reason the people that like my videos find they're all either accepting of gay people or they're gay so i've never actually experienced intense internet hate for being gay which is like surprising i guess because i'm like wow like everyone's so nice on the internet but sometimes you know obviously you get some comments here and there but i don't consider that like overwhelming hate because it's just like one or two comments like someone once said like oh like this is against like the na- the nature of things like or whatever and i'm like oh that's it's just a random comment you know what i mean the closest thing i've received to like actual hate related to my online persona is my best friend when i was first making tiktoks so he's indian and his fa- parents are very like homophobic i met them before but like a long time ago before like they knew i was gay or before tiktok and stuff on a random day in 2021 like the, i think it was like last year like early last year his brother found my videos on tiktok and he thought that me and him were dating. Oh, you and your friend. Yeah. 
And so he found this one video where I took a photo of me and Ben, but I crossed out his face. So it was only his jacket. Right. He went into my best friend's closet and like looked through the clothes to find like a specific gray sweater to find out if my, like to find out if his brother was dating me. What ended up happening was the brother actually showed my best friend's parents my videos. And so they found my videos and they were like, what the fuck is this? And so what happened the next time you saw him? I never saw them again because I got banned from the house. No, No, I got banned. That was like the closest thing to like ignorant thinking that I ever had to face about being gay. Aside from my Mm -hmm. mom, but my mom was always really accepting about it. Whereas like my friend's parents, like they literally banned me because of my videos. Then what would you have to say about the current state of the world or current affairs that you haven't experienced yet? I mean, that's like pretty fucking huge. I feel like 20 years ago, like this would not be possible. Gay marriage was legalized, I think 2014, mm-hmm. right? And so I feel like it's gone way better because I feel like now, especially with like social media, you know, sharing more stories from like LGBTQ people and we're also being more comfortable with sexuality and with like masculinity on the internet and in real life. I feel like nowadays we're seeing more and more celebrations and like representation in films and in TV shows. Sex Education, the show, literally got my parents to be more open about gay sex. But at the same time, there's still a lot of people homophobic, like Mm -hmm. my best friend's parents, for example. You know what I mean? So, yes, we have all this, and I'm so grateful, and I honestly, like, I'm really, really grateful that this is the world that we live in, because I feel like we're in America. Like, we can literally, like, you know, do whatever we want, essentially. We'll we'll get judged by some people, Mm -hmm. but at least we're not in a country where we would get shot or, like, get killed. Expressing ourselves a certain way. Like, if I made TikToks like this in, like, a country where it it was, like, banned, I'd probably be in jail or something, right? Like... How do you feel that you now are part of that mainstream media representation of gay people? Dude, it feels amazing. And it's like, I didn't have me when I was starting out. When I was a teenager and Mm -hmm. confused about sex and confused about being gay, I didn't have someone like me to watch on the internet, you know? And I I think if I did, I would feel more comfortable with myself. You know, I want to be a good example for people. I don't want to be like, spread the wrong information. I have to make sure that the info that I'm giving is very like, you know, accurate. And I have Mm -hmm. to make sure that it's safe and I have to make sure that people can take something good out of it. Where can people follow you? What are you selling? What's your website? So my TikTok and my Instagram are just the coolest Kev. My website is just kevinleonardo.com. I have a bottoming course that's like a full 30 video course where I like talk about every little thing from like anal douching to preparing your ass to like positions that I love to start with and things like that. And I also have like a little exclusive group if anyone wants to join that. My YouTube is just Kevin Leonardo. Kevin, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Hell yeah. Anything (laughs) else? My favorite position, honestly, it's missionary with my legs like on his shoulders. Fucking right. So because like eye contact. Also, my favorite way to end is missionary with my legs like held and he can like spit in my mouth and things like that. I also recently, you know what's funny? I actually used to hate doggy a long time ago because I I used to be like, oh, this shit hurts. It's overrated. Now I actually understand why it's like so like rated highly. Why is it so rated highly? Because it's just so, it's so hot to like not be able to like see him and like get fucked from behind because it's like, I feel like it's a it's a very sub position, you know what I mean? Mm. But here's the thing though, he got a he got a mirror in the middle of his room, so like now I enjoy it more because I get to see him fucking. When you're mirror. getting fucked doggy style, do you are you looking in the mirror at yourself or are you looking in the mirror at him? Okay, it's both. Cause sometimes I look sometimes I look good and I'm like, oh shit, I wanna look at myself. But other times I wanna just see him like fucking me. Oh, I'm glad we went down that vein. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it's wait, like,